ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Nightlife. News breakdown. Well, the government's amended Stage 3 tax cuts will become law after Opposition Leader Peter Dutton affirmed the Coalition will vote in Parliament to allow them to pass. Treasurer Jim Chalmers introduced the legislation for the Stage 3 tax cuts to the lower house, the House of Representatives, today. The Coalition's been arguing the changes punish those in the community who are aspirational, therefore earning more. The Treasurer played on that concept when explaining the changes when he addressed Parliament this morning. It's all about doing more than just acknowledging that people are under pressure. It's about doing something about it. It's about recognising that aspiration in this country is not and should not be limited to people who are already doing pretty well. Middle Australia is aspirational Australia, where people work hard to give their kids a better chance. And the best version of our country is one that provides more opportunities for more people so there's reward for effort right up and down the income scale. Yes, well, on a day when it was pretty slim pickings for the opposition, Peter Dutton held a press conference to explain the opposition stance. The coalition is not going to stand in the way of providing support to Australians who are doing it tough. Prime Minister's made this change for his own political survival. We're supporting this change, not to support the Prime Minister's lie, but to support those families who need help now. Yes, the, um, the, he went on in an effort to capitalise on the Prime Minister's change of mind on the tax cuts. I think, again, Australians have been shocked to know that they've got a liar in the lodge and they've got a Prime Minister who looks the Australian public in the eye uh, and is prepared to lie to them. He promised on 97 occasions that power prices would come down by $275. He's never mentioned that figure since the election. Uh, he promised on The Voice that he would give the detail to the Australian public The Prime Minister deliberately deceived the Australian public on The Voice, deliberately deceived the Australian public in relation to bringing down energy costs, and he's deceived the public in relation to the tax cuts, which he promised on more than 100 occasions. Well, the Prime Minister, Mr Albanese, wasn't taking that either. He said the Coalition was tying themselves in knots and flip-flopping themselves after not revealing their position on the tax cuts. His big commitment to be made, leader, was that he'd smile more. Yes, well, the Prime Minister also signalled he would uh, want to see the changes pass Parliament by Easter before coming into effect in July, and given the numbers, that looks as though that will happen. Joining us tonight for the Nightlife News Breakdown is Peter Martin, Business and Economy Editor at The Conversation Australia and also visiting fellow at the Crawford School of Public Policy at the Australian National University. Uh, Peter, your thoughts on this damage limitation in play there for the Coalition? They were wedged on this, weren't they? Yeah, look, you wouldn't want to be Peter Dutton. I mean, it's an awful situation to be in. Of course, he had to uh, vote yes for something that he says he doesn't want now he won't be believed when he says he doesn't want it uh, the the news poll uh, on monday 62% mm. of uh, voters australia wide presumably the same in uh, dunkley where there'll be the by election uh, think the prime minister's done the right thing that is to say um uh, 
supporting people who need it. It's 85% of uh, people uh, better off than they would have been under the coalition's plan is uh, more important than whether or not you keep a promise. So I, I, what would you do? Are you a political advisor? What would you do <laughs> if you were Albanese? Uh, you'd, rather, you'd rather wish you were. Yeah, you mean if I was Mr. Dutton? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, if you're Mr. Abernathy, did you hear the spring in his step? Yes, I know. It's, it's quite it's a change. Not at all like the it, disappearing man at the end of the year. No, it's quite a change. Uh, it is quite a change, isn't it? But uh, it does mean also the ALP won't have to horse trade with other parties and independents, and that's a good look as well. Uh, that's not how the government was looking at the end of the year. They were looking, as you say. Uh, in doubt and prevaricating and so on. Well, they've started this year differently. Mind you, political pragmatism evident on both sides. The Greens are asking for, uh, for more and so on, but uh, it'll, it'll sail through this, won't it? Yeah, it will. And it's one of these things that, uh, in retrospect, you, but you think this is a, a stroke of political you know, and economic genius. But uh, we weren't saying that at the end of last year. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I'm one of them. You know, I, I believed uh, Albanese when he said that uh, keeping promises was more important to him than anything else. But with the, uh, the lens of today, you think, yeah, giving uh, $11 million Australians more giving 1.8 million Australians, uh, you know, just a fraction of them, less than they were going to get, but still a tax cut of $4,000 each instead of $9,000, is um, uh, a guaranteed winner. And from this perspective, it looks obvious. And I need to pinch myself to remind myself of how it didn't seem obvious before the holidays. Mm. Mind you, the Treasury says, uh, is said uh, in evidence to Parliament uh, yesterday that uh, it was all its idea, um, that uh, all Albo did was uh, task them with cost of living relief, and they came up with it. Well, maybe they did. Uh, but um, nonetheless, it is political as well as financial genius. Oh, Phil, there's something to point out, though. You know, in all of this celebration mm. over the mm. the one thousand dollars that people have got that they weren't going to get, we did have a uh, tax rebate. You remember that of one thousand five hundred dollars? That went. Uh, it expired uh, with the last government, uh, and so we're sort of um, you know it's been pretty bad this year because we didn't get that that bonus check. Uh, and, you know, prices are high, mortgage rates have gone up. Uh, but, uh, you know, this will be welcome. This will come per, every fortnight in, instead of in a bonus check. But uh, we're still not going to be uh, quite as well off tax-wise as uh, as we were before mm. that, uh, that temporary tax measure of the coalition's ended. Perhaps predictably, uh, all the, <laughs> the sleeping, uh, walking dead of negative gearing and... Uh, Changes to uh, to other property taxes and so on, trusts, yeah, and trusts, and also all of these questions uh, uh, get asked. But th- the government's just played a dead bat here, and and frankly won't do anything. You would think until perhaps the next election, will they? Or you, if, if if then, well, I will make the case that uh, you're wrong. 
um, just as I was wrong <laughs> when I said they wouldn't do anything about stage three. Allegra Spender, a uh, member for Wentworth, has spelled out the argument cogently. She said Albanese cannot go to the next election promising to do nothing on tax. Why? Because no one will believe him. Hmm. The only credible way to go to the election is to promise something and to put it to the people. And that opens up, as you say, a lot. In the, uh, the most immediately, probably, it opens up action on negative gearing. And uh, the Prime Minister, uh, in a way, uh, sort of set this up uh, on the uh, insiders uh, on uh, Sunday. He, he said, uh, look, the, the key point about negative gearing is uh, we want to build housing supply. Now, negative gearing doesn't do that much. It uh, about uh, eight out of ten of the, uh, the the bank loans given for so-called investment is investment in, in the sense that it's buying an existing house. It's not investing in uh, anything really. It's not creating a new house. Um, Labor uh, in 16, uh, 2016, 2019 proposed limiting negative gearing to new houses. This would, uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it would be saleable. And uh, certainly it's it's uh, not with, withstanding what happened to Shorten when he proposed it. It's something that uh, in the past Prime Minister Morrison has spoken about, former Treasurer Joe Hockey. Jim Chalmers is keenly interested. He'd asked Treasury to do the numbers. I would, uh, I'm not saying there will be action in that space, but I, I, I guess I've uh, once bitten twice shy. I wouldn't rule <laughs> things out anymore. No, that's right. There's a lot of the, that's right, the chatterati, uh, political chatterati was saying, oh, there'll be no movement on, on stage three. Well, there was. Look, uh, interesting today, of course, uh, all eyes on the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia. Uh, very widely predicted, the Reserve Bank decided to keep the cash rate on tar- cash rate target on hold at four three point three five percent. But it was the first day of the new regime where they hold press conferences immediately afterwards, and so supposedly explain themselves. Governor Michelle Bullock warned, however, the fact that they were on hold mean uh, doesn't mean the job's done. The job's not done, she said in her press conference shortly after the rate announcement. I really understand that. The mortgage holders are sweating on this. I do understand that. But the big issue that's confronting not just mortgage holders, but everyone, is inflation. And the fact that inflation is so high in so many parts of their lives at the moment is really what's hurting them. Mm. Peter, well, inflation is still a concern, although it's coming down. I mean, the figures have been saying that for several months, haven't they? Yeah, on the uh, one of the measures, we have a monthly measure as well as the quarterly measure. The one that uh, compares to the US and Canada and so on is monthly. On that measure, we're actually our rate is now 3.4%. That's the same mm. as the US and Canada. So we've come down a long way. But that you didn't hear much acknowledgement of that. Uh, what the governor said, and these are her... Uh, the words in her statement before her press conference, and it is, yes, they are communicating more clearly. It's extremely clear and blunt. The board expects that it will be some time yet before inflation is in the target range. In other words, don't expect a cut soon. And then a further increase increase in interest rates 
cannot be ruled out. It is, and she in her, you know, she has a very good manner at the press conference. These are going to be well worth watching every uh, six weeks, especially when it looks as if rates will move. Uh, she was making it very clear that, um, yeah, okay, we're winning, but we haven't won. Um, I don't believe it, by the way. I, mm. I, I, I think that rates, I think that inflation is actually coming down quite quickly. The Reserve Bank's forecast is uh, is strange, actually. Their forecast is very odd. They're, they're for it to almost stop coming down and sail. Did you ever do maths, Philip? Um, you know, geometry? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so an asymptote, right? Mm. That 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 that's when a line gets usually a curve gets closer and closer to a number, but never quite touches it. Well, that's what the Reserve Bank's forecasting. So the forecasts that they released today also show inflation falling from 4.1 on the quarterly measure uh, to uh, these are every six months to 3.3, 3.2, 3.1. Can you see an asymptote here? <laughs> well, I mean, so, the lesson, in other words, I mean, the lesson surely that Michelle Bullock has observed is the only time the RBA gets tr- in trouble is when they make predictions. So they shouldn't make predictions, and they <laughs> oh, should. They, they and, fa- and in fact, they should. I know they're having press conferences and so on, but effectively, they really should stay stum and 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 you know, when the time comes, they can make a decision. Oh, not anymore. No, no, no. There'll be six weekly press conferences. I know, but, but they don't but, have to. But, but, they, but as per today's press conference, which occurred, but nothing was said. No, I don't really think that's true. I mean, I know what politicians sound like, right? So do you, when they don't mm. want to say something. She embraced the questions. She was asked about Taylor Swift. She said her daughters are saving for tickets, mm. but, but. <laughs> They are doing it by cutting back on their other spending, and that was that was her advice to people. She's a bit like the only person I you can think of. You mean her daughters it. have got access to Taylor Swift tickets? Come on, what's going on there? <laughs> it's a very good hang question. On, hang on, that, that was the, that was, something... You missed the question there. Well, if they're saving for them, that means they've got access to them. No one's got access to a Tay-Tay ticket. I, I think a new lot actually came up. But, but look, forecasts of inflation getting ever closer to the Reserve Bank's two to three percent um, target band, but not reaching it, mm. are to say the least um, uh, neat. And this is what I think is going on. I think she uh, she wants to scare people. She wants them to think they've got this big stick. They might wallop us again. And she can only do that if she's forecasting inflation to not quite get back to the target for ages. And um, the it's a convenient Forecast. I would be especially given, you know, that inflation has halved in the last year, mm-hmm. and especially seeing as even wage increases. We've had uh, uh, the uh, conversation surveyed leading economists for their forecasts, and they forecast wage increases going down. Because if you think about if you're on an enterprise bargain, lots of us got enterprise bargains with a, a big one-off increase for one year and then smaller for the, the ones that followed. Um, it, it it looks to me, she says service prices are going up, but I reckon service inflation is going down just behind, somewhat behind goods inflation. It looks to me as if it's coming down swiftly. It looks to me as if she'll be in the mm. pleasant position of saying in a year's time, by the end of the year, oh, guess what? 
Inflation did better than we expected. I'm oh, sorry for scaring you about those interest rates, but uh, <laughs> it's useful to scare us, right? There we go. Peter Martin's with us for Night Live News Breakdown. Just finally, the conversation surveyed 31 economists at the start of the week. Uh, so they got 31 different opinions, I'm sure. But what <laughs> what, what was their general feeling about a That's rate, a rate cut? It's a great joke, though. That's a standard joke, isn't I know. it? It's, lame. Know? it's a lame joke. I agree. <laughs> but still... Um, and, and anyway, what did they, what did they say? Well, what they say is that uh, there'll be no movement on interest rates in the first half of the year. There'll be uh, a movement, but not a big one. You know, don't mm. spend it all at once. Uh, sort of mathematically, what they're uh, predicting, it's less than a, a, a complete cut by the end of the year. It's not much. It would amount if you're on a $600,000 mortgage now. Lots of new borrowers on that. Existing borrowers aren't. But if you're on that mortgage, uh, it'll be a cut by the end of the year, Philip, of $55 a month. That's after hey. monthly rates have gone up by $1,000, right? Hey. So, so um, uh, they, they, in fact, uh, our uh, forecasting team, they include uh, former member of the Reserve Bank Board, the Reserve Bank's former chief economist. They're pretty much as one with Michelle Bullock, uh, the other thing they say is that it will be an extraordinarily weak economy, um, so much so there's a chance of a so-called technical recession that's uh, going backwards for two quarters. Um, it's going to feel bad. Uh, we're probably not going to get that much relief from the Reserve Bank. Inflation will come down a bit, but uh, it's going to be bad for uh, eventually growth will pick up. Uh, even though years out, it won't be that high. The one good thing they say is that um, uh, unemployment shouldn't climb that much. Employers are, uh, this is what uh, in, in answers mm. uh, two of them have said, is employers have been so scarred by what's been happening lately, what with COVID and all, and the, you know, the global financial crisis before that, they want to hang on to workers. Now, if there is adjustment, uh, their guess is that that will be in the form of working fewer hours uh, per person, and we've got a lot more flexibility than we did in our working arrangements, rather than uh, employing fewer people. And they, they've just been through that phase where they couldn't get workers. So it, it, none of the forecasts, or almost none of them, are for the unemployment rate to go above 5%. And 5% used to be, you know, a, a nirvana sure, that sure. we could hardly get down to. So yeah. uh, th there is that. But, no, it's not looking like uh, a good time in the years ahead. And uh, as I said, they're pessimistic. I, I think they're pessimistic, but they're, they're pessimistic on rates. All right, there we go. Peter Martin, always good to talk. Thank you. You too. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife. 